0: Sonia Unplugged is now in the air. Prepare to be unplugged.
1: Welcome once again to the Sonia Unplugged podcast. I am, of course, Sonia, your host, aka Sonia Barrett. And I am the author of the book, The Holographic Canvas, A Fusing of Mind and Matter, A Journey of Possibilities, Health and Inside Job and Outside Business, and my latest book, uh, Simple Ways to Step Outside of Your Comfort Zone, letting go of an outdated life and this is of course a seven-day program to find out more about all my work all the things that i've written all my articles <laughs> everything about me please visit therealsonyabarrett.com and my guest today is mariam hanim um, she is the co-producer of the award-winning documentary vanishing of the bees narrated by helen page so you're in for a treat because this has been a um, a really big subject so this will be a really interesting uh, conversation now what else do I want to let you know of before we talk to uh, Miriam uh, Yes, let me remind you that there is now a free teleconference on the first Wednesday of every month. And I, I really sort of call it Reality Wednesdays with Sonia. So it's the first Wednesday of every month, and it's free. So if you want to be a part of that, you want to you know be able to have access to it, uh, do visit therealsoniabarrett.com. And uh, you can click on events. I think when you click on events, it'll say, you'll see in the drop-down, free teleconference, and you can read all about it. And you can also listen to the um, two previous teleconferences. Because I just started doing this in the last couple of months, and I thought it would be a great idea. And basically, it's just touching on topics some of the things that I've talked about, maybe on YouTube, when I do my YouTube chit chat, uh, or maybe articles I've written, uh, just, yeah, anything that sort of pops up in my mind, or maybe an email that somebody may have sent me, but it's it's definitely... Uh, information that brings awareness, may even help to help you to make decisions about certain situations in your life. It's anything. And I encourage people to, you know, participants to to uh, ask questions, or to just throw in their two cents. So uh, I hope you are able to join us, at you know, maybe at least one of the times to see what it's like. So looking forward to that. And now what I will do is I'm going to give you a bit of information about my guest. Mariam Haneen is a filmmaker, health expert, and journalist who has more than 17 years experience working as an investigative journalist, a documentary and television producer, and professional researcher. Her credits include producing documentaries for the BBC, Discovery, Robert Greenwald, and Morgan uh, Sporlock. Um, As a journalist, she has written for publications such as the Los Angeles Times, Science and Spirit Magazine, and the Cairo Times. Uh, The former Montrealer gained notoriety by breaking a story about Dodi Faid's imposter who duped hundreds across North America and set a precedent in Canadian legal history. Working in front of the camera, Miriam co-wrote and hosted a program for TLC about the Ark of the Covenant. So um, she is incredibly well-rounded, and uh, and like me, very curious. So she kind of gets her, her hands and her minds into a whole lot of different uh, areas. And so uh, about the film, The Vanishing of the Bees. The film uh, empowers the audience and provides viewers with tangible solutions they can apply to their everyday lives. Vanishing of the Bees unfolds as a dramatic tale of science and mystery, Illuminating this extraordinary crisis and its greater meaning about the relationship between humankind and Mother Earth. Now, she has a couple of websites that you can visit. Obviously, vanishingbees.com. You can find out more about the film, lots more about the film. Um, and even if you're interested in screenings, or doing any of that, hosting a screening, all of that information is on the website. And her other website, honeycolony.com, is a really great website with so many great products uh, for, uh, for the whole body, uh, for the immune system. And she's become an expert on uh, autoimmune illnesses in terms of treating her own self. So a lot of information is on there and a lot of great articles from, um, from different sources are also uh, available on that website and the products are um, phenomenal so marion welcome to sonia unplugged <laughs> and
0: do correct me on the name
2: <laughs> hi sonia i'm uh i'm ready to unplug um it's her but that's fine i have i've heard worse butchering so it's it's no problem I, i'm uh i'm happy to be here
0: Very awesome. Well, that's what you've been doing, though, is um, you're one of those people that's out there, you know, kind of breaking the matrix, particularly with the bees and the the health stuff, all of that. And so that's why I'm excited to talk to you. You and I have had some just great dialogue, chit-chatting about a lot of what's going on. So um, anyway, I think maybe you should probably tell us now. How did you actually? What is it that prompted you to even get involved with this? You know, with the film, with creating this. I mean, you know, mm. is it. You know what? What did you see in your world? Probably as a journalist, especially, um, and and a health expert.
2: Well, I think well, I definitely was not a health expert. Uh, I would say, you in a very more beginning. than ten years. Ten years. I mean, the the film came out in 2010, we started researching the vanishing of the bees in 2007. So honestly, if I look, it's been a decade. And I really do believe that our consciousness has, um, we've, we've raised our consciousness about food, the food supply, about the bees overall. I mean, certainly me personally my I, I mean the way i see the world is completely different um and the bees have been um a very have played a very significant role in 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 that so if i look at 2007 personally i had had a near death experience where I, my entire world was was rocked i was Um, hit at 30 miles an hour by an SUV in a crosswalk and uh, broke several bones and had a rude awakening as a Canadian to what Western medicine has to offer me and the way things happen. And I think that initiated my wake-up call to how Western medicine compartmentalizes disease and conditions. And then on top of that, Later, the bees flew into my life. But I I had a, a near-death experience. I could have very well died. I could have very well had brain uh, injuries. I could have been um, uh, paralyzed. And I believe that I'm a walking miracle. It took me about a year to, to learn how to walk again um, and then had subsequent surgeries to remove a 14-inch metal rod from my leg. But looking back, um, I, I developed post-traumatic stress disorder, I didn't recognize it then, but my body basically um, exploded with issues, one after the other that were maybe unrelated, and and that really prompted me to to dive into the rabbit hole, and I I wanted to do something that made a difference that was in service, and I think that notion, not everybody understands what it means to be in service. Um, It's a different paradigm that's not driven by money necessarily. Um, and then, yeah, the bees flew into my life, and I feel really blessed to be in service to their message because they signify so many things and so many principles that we can emulate in our society today.
1: No,
0: absolutely. There's a lot of lot of areas that we can really go into because I think, uh, as you said, Juan, you talked about the near death, and then you're talking about taking a, a 14-inch metal rod out of your leg. You know, we, it's clear that your body got traumatized, so traumatized that it it took. It's probably still trying to uh, realign itself, trying to to you know come back into some sort of balance. That's a whole lot that has happened. But I'm just curious with the near death experience. What did you actually? What did you experience? Wh- what was? What did you take away from that? How did that come out for you? How was that interpreted? I'd like
2: to back up and say that, one, um, the near-death experience happened in front of the Bodhi Tree Bookstore, which oh, wow. is a physical store that's not a there anymore. Route. But, yes, when I was 13 years old, um, I had my spiritual awakening uh, in that I started questioning my Christian upbringing. And... Um, um, Out on a Limb by Shirley MacLaine came, came into my life as a 13-year-old, and I started uh, reading that. And in the film, in the book rather, which was later a film, she discusses the Bodhi Tree. Um, it's a place that she went to find the books that that really deepened her knowledge of of the spiritual world, and so forth. And that bookstore was a refuge for me. I would go in there just to get grounded, just to be in that space. And so the fact that it happened by the Bodhi tree is um, significant. Also, uh, literally a couple of days before I had been in Joshua Tree and I was looking up at the Bodhi tree that day. I had my accident, the significance of the coyote and uh, being the trickster. I saw a coyote and that's what brought me to that day to the to the bookstore to look the coyote up. Uh, months later after, maybe four or five months later after my accident, I, I was 29 at the kind of height of my uh, Saturn return and went to see an astrologer who talked to me about my Sabian symbols and my rising sign being associated with the coyote. And so the coyote is the trickster and he works by uh, total reversal and, and literally I feel like I took part in a, in a folklore uh, Brought me to that intersection um, during the the near death. I was everywhere and nowhere at the same time. I I blanked out. Um, I saw I saw the the accident from below, and then I I came to, and and I wasn't the same afterwards. I developed super nasal powers, as I like to say. Um, my Tailbone got skidded along the asphalt, and and the it's associated with the first chakra, which is associated with the olfactory senses. Anyway, I I, I would pop lights. I still pop lights. I, I just became way way more sensitive, and my intuition increased, and uh, I realized that. You know, this this is just one earthly dimension. There's so much more. And just because we can't see things doesn't mean that they're not connected or they're not there. That's just very arrogant and myopic of us as humans.
0: I love what you're saying. You know, what's interesting is um, many of the listeners have heard me speak about uh, my beginnings in terms of questioning and discovering um, back in in 92. And Shirley McLean's. Out on a limb mm. and dancing in the light were the two books that really that really? I read. Yes, that had me go. Okay, so I'm not alone. There are other people. There's questions. I mean, so those mm. two books were like the beginning point. I just for me. got the
2: chills, Sonia. Yeah, <laughs> wow.
0: yeah, when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh. And uh, yes, and and going into at uh, the time a psychic, the psychic guy in um, La Jolla. Mm. And, and then later, th- like you, the Bodhi Tree, uh,
1: mm. you know.
0: So yeah, so there's this very, very similar uh, experiences mm. in that part of the journey. Yes, yeah, very, very awesome. Mm. So I know where you're wow. coming from. Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. But yeah, so so um, were you finished with that part of it? Yeah.
2: Yes. Uh, yes. I I I was. Uh, um. I, Make that the accident, the accident taught me a lot of things. I was quite angry, and um, I could have been told that I'm righteous. I, I mean, I admit that I, I'm self-righteous, but I was really—I didn't sue the person that hit me. I'm a Canadian. I wasn't raised with this lawsuit mentality. I was really happy that uh, I could walk. I could have very easily been paralyzed, and. I think it's a testament when people see me, they would never know what I've been through physically. Um, they just think, wow, look at that 44-year-old. She looks 10 years younger. Uh, uh, add on top of that the the fact that I've been um, run down, poisoned on several occasions, uh, diagnosed with an autoimmune. I mean, I need to own my awesomeness uh, and the awesomeness of what our body is capable of doing um, especially if we delete these um limiting beliefs that that we have.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um just to hear you say that, but the thing is this, despite all of that, that journey it really mm. has brought you to this point, and to allow mm. you to do what you do, and to provide uh, the kind of information you end up providing in the film, and that you you still provide now uh, in terms of uh, the content on on your websites and so on. So it's it, to me, it's really fascinating to embrace the full scope of the journey, even though we might be just angry and annoyed as hell at times. Mm. <laughs> you know, but it's yeah. taking you somewhere. Yeah. But um yeah. so, go ahead
2: I was just going to say also um, also connecting with others uh, along this journey as the matrix becomes more and more i guess the illusion of the matrix to me at mm-hmm. least becomes more and more apparent, and there's more of uh inability to really in my life um, relate to the matrix uh, and people with that that are that are just swept. Mesmerized by the illusion of what it offers, if that makes sense, right. which I'm sure it yeah. does to you
0: oh yeah, yeah oh absolutely, um, and also swept up in the fear, so there's so much mm-hmm. um that that that's the mesmerizing i think part of it is um is the fear is the fear of what could you know what could happen to them, but at the same time, not everybody is invested in this kind of research and self discovery. Um and no. looking into how they can actually own their body instead of just fighting you know with the system to to take care of or to trust the system that they're going to care about you um that that's a that's a big difference and I think that's where we are right now. People are being pushed to either you know what or get off the pot to to <laughs> to either step yeah. it up or be, you know, controlled or be be whatever, be taken advantage of, navigated, however you want to put it. But uh Yeah, I
2: think the sense of self yeah, self responsibility. If something happens, um even a falling out, um I, I I want, and I do look and ask, like, what did I do wrong? It's so easy to blame others. It's so easy to to deflect and dismiss. And people say that they're on a path of self-discovery, but in reality, they they still don't own their sh- their stuff. Um, and I don't want to be one of those people. I I I uh, I wanted. You know, it's a fine line, right? You don't want to believe yeah. blaming yourself, but but which uh, I'm very, very hard on myself, but I want to take responsibility, especially as an activist. You know, you don't, I, you don't want to fall into, there's some activists that are like, I think we talked about this, like, woe is me, and they, they relate to animals more so than humans, and they just take things a little bit too seriously. No, I don't, no, I don't want to be that. um right.
0: Yeah, no, you're ma- you're making sense. I'm glad you're bringing up those points because it's so important. You're not talking about blaming yourself or blaming anyone else, you're talking about acknowledgement, which is um a very different mm. thing. To acknowledge it gives one an opportunity to shift things, shift, you know, mm. uh things about ourselves uh into a into a grander or grander self. So,
1: yeah. I think mean, that's, yeah.
0: that's yeah, that's crucial. Um, yes. That, yeah, so uh, so this is more than just you talking about what's going on with the bees. And I find this, and you tell me if you, you, you find this to be true, but what I find is that people, m- most people, I'm not saying everybody, but I think there's a majority of people that get really excited, whether they realize it or not, to hear about <laughs> what's being done to them. Um, you know, it's like, okay, they think, okay, they're going to watch your film and they really want to see what's being done to me. Um, same thing with my film, but not necessarily that invested in solutions or really taking responsibility. So I think we're a little bit addicted to that simply because we're addicted to the fear and like roller coasters and, you know, wanting to watch the news. There, to me, I've seen that sort of addiction there to see what's yeah. being done to me. But now here are some solutions. Uh, well, that might be too much work. I'm going to have to take responsibility. Does that mm-hmm, make sense?
2: hmm Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I think that I fall into that as well, that it's easy to bitch, for lack of a a better uh, word. But no, I I personally do try to institute the solutions and also be solution-based, right? With everything, rather than sit there and, and blame others or complain, use that as an opportunity and focus on solutions. Even if you have an argument, rather like, it happened recently that I had an argument with someone I considered a dear friend and the way they reacted, uh, they took no responsibility and just wanted to blame and cause drama. And um, rather than, can we focus on solution here and both take Nothing happens in a vacuum. Right. And um, we're raised to kind of have a, a victim mentality and, I've had to, and still work at being conscious of not being a victim and taking personal responsibility. Now, not not to say that victimisation is not happening. I mean, if we look at our food supply, if we look at Western medicine, uh, and our environment, we are being poisoned. I believe, Mm -hmm. and so not to yeah, we want to take responsibility. Not yeah, I don't want to trivialise it because it's 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 bigger than that.
0: Right, right. But then and so let's talk about um the film then because that kind of leads into into that because that was your whole reason. It's mm-hmm. informing, it's information, it's empowering um people to understand what's going on and give some actual solutions and explain yes. uh, our relationship um with, you know, with with all of this, with with Mother Earth in this sense. So can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, George Langworthy and I consciously wanted to make and the people involved their executive producers wanted to make a film that empowered people and offered um tangible ways to save the bees and ultimately save themselves rather than be another environmental movie uh where in the first 10 minutes you want to slash your wrists because it's so dismal. Um so that that was con- conscious that there are things that we can do and we, we use the pun to say be the change that you want to see to play on uh, Gandhi's words um, because we really have arrived at a time more so than ever where we do need to be the change and for instance I just interviewed not too long ago in Brockovich on our national water crisis and she says you know Superman is not coming so if you have this notion the long long um are you know the days of of well I trust my doctor or I trust the government uh no wake up no just you you cannot trust you need to trust yourself and there is this mentality of like oh why don't you just leave it to the doctors no
0: yes
2: i know my body um better and at this point juncture with all the information of inhaled and absorbed um yeah I definitely know more than doctors in a lot of cases have to say that's the case. Um, so we, I really focus on empowering people to be their own best health advocate. Um, the food supply, you know, with the film, I, I speak to people still that don't have an idea that the bees are disappearing and more so don't understand the gravity of the situation. Uh, if you like to eat, you should care about the bees. Um, unfortunately, that's a little bit selfish that we focus on the honeybees more so than the other pollinators that are dying, like the bats and the native native bees and the the hummingbirds butterflies so forth. The honeybee is uh, the most valuable in the sense of pollinating one in every three bites of the food that we eat, but looking at the way the bees are treated and the queen bee is treated is kind of an analogy of how we're treating mother earth as a whole right
0: right now can you tell us a um a little bit more for those for people who um might not be as clear on on the the job of the bees of course there's so many things that happens in nature in terms of all the creatures that are here and how they hold things in balance Uh, we tend Mm. to think that we are (laughs) queen bee we are like the top of everything and we're making it all happen but uh here are all these wonderful creatures at work that are Helping to create uh, an environment for us to be able to function and breathe and eat. In what are some of the things that you discovered uh, in terms of the bees that that they actually do afford us? We get the pollination aspect. Yeah, if we think of
2: um, one in every three bites, so everything from avocados to zucchinis uh, are made possible. Plus the trees, plus the flowers the sweetness of life, Um, the honey is kind of uh, just an addition uh, to what they present us with, but the bees are trucked around from uh, monoculture to monoculture to pollinate, whether it be blueberries or cranberries or almonds or apples or cherries all over the United States, Uh, more so than in other countries, they don't really have this trucking um monoculture maybe more so in 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 Europe but still you know here the biggest beekeeper at one point had 80,000 hives so that's um let's say each hive has about 50,000 bees so you can think of how many bees we're talking about um and the, the the trucking itself is stressful, we would often be in a place where there'd be this semi-truck and there'd be this carca- carpet of carcasses at the bottom, just the, the death toll from the travel itself, um, the stress of it. And so look, treating the bees really kind of like indentured slaves. Um, yes. Really? Kind of? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm. That's what we're used to doing, though. Human beings are yeah. used to enslaving things and treating. I guess basically the way they've been treated. I, you know, it's a really interesting psychology behind the, our behavior.
2: Mm, yes, yes, it is, and 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 more so. I feel that at the crux of the, well, the crux of the issue is the um, modern way of of, of farming you know whether you're uh planting rows and rows of lettuce or um whatever it may be you know to not just focus oh it's the meat industry that's wrong no it's 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 a uh contemporary agriculture or agricultural landscape rather than you know uh pitting yourself against like you know, having a conversation with a staunch vegan that is treating veganism as a religion uh, no. ag- and being divisive. Let can we just not agree? Th- can we agree that the problem is modern agriculture? Because how many slugs are you going to kill to plant your rows and rows of lettuce? Um, life, <laughs> death. Life and death is is. Uh, a, you know, death is part of life, and death feeds. Uh, The earth, you know, to to give you more life. Uh, I read The Vegan Myth, which is an excellent book that puts things in perspective written by a former vegan um, at the reality. So I rather focus on on what we agree with. um, And modern agriculture is the problem. It's not the way nature does things. She doesn't put all her eggs in one basket, as Michael Pollan says in our film.
0: Yes. Well, it's a domino effect that happens. And I think when people don't see that domino effect, it's then it becomes invisible, then, mm. um, then it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. It's sort of like, um, since you don't have to really go out and hunt for the food, you don't really mm. look at the whole process of mm. eating it to your table. Mm. You know, it's it's it's, it's the same thing
1: with those shoes, right?
2: Or your clothes, or anything like critical right. thinking is at a low. Do you ask how that got to where you are? Um, yes. To to at least be mindful of this whole circle of 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 life, um, whether you're dealing with a carrot or a pair of Nike shoes. Yes,
0: it's true, and and of course, you know, it, it, that's the model all around us. Though is. Um, keeping people so distracted Mm. that many of these Mm. things are not uh, questioned. Because, you know, you can sit and you can look at television. I'm fascinated by it. So everybody Mm. knows I watch TV. It fascinates me to see the series of commercials. And I'm always telling people, I said, you don't realize but reality is marketed to you 24-7. What you're supposed to think about life and about the world and about your own existence is continuously marketed to you. And so it is fascinating to watch that kind of um, marketing, which, you know, for some people, they just don't bother to think about any of what we're we're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. and that's hence the challenges that we face. Um, mm-hmm.
2: you know, I all agree. The time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you and I actually did have a chat. There's something you said that kind of reminded me of this, but you and I, I think we're talking about even the um the clothing fiber the the fabric, what's being used, this plastic that people are living in um for clothes you, A lot of people don't even realize that, and Nordstrom's rack is like selling lots of clothes, I mean Nordstrom's period, pricey clothes and when you look at the tag it really its plastic but it feels, it's been engineered to feel a bit more like um, cotton or some kind of natural fiber.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I don't remember when I've gone into a Nordstrom's um, allergic to malls, as an empath. <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I mean that's the reason why I also haven't gone to Burning Man because, uh, well first of all I'm not a desert chick but um I'm not I can't do crowds. I'm just too too sensitive unfortunately. Um but yeah, everything is increasingly I don't know, you either care to to question things or you're living in a bubble and like you said the system keeps you in a certain mode where critical thinking is not really um promoted or encouraged.
0: Yeah. And well, anyway, it goes on and on. But, uh, you know, didn't even mention, you know, and even mentioning it right now in the show is just to um, present that to maybe somebody is listening that is not even mm-hmm. thinking about that. So I, I mm-hmm. wanted to bring that up. I mean, underwear. I mean, some of the health issues that people are having could be very much even related to the fabric that they've got going on on their bodies from underwear, you know, all the way through. So. But that, that brings up a
2: really good point, Sonia. That if um, if someone um, comes forward and says, "I'm dealing with this," um, and when I do give consults, like I use my Virgo rising or my my um stickler to details to and my investigative skills to really take a look at the bigger picture because so many variables. Okay, so you have breast cancer. Well, that breast cancer could have been caused because of overload of toxins. It could have been caused because you have Epstein-Barr virus. It could be caused because you have uh, a, an extreme thyroid deficiency. There's a lot of different reasons why you would develop breast cancer um let's look at your exact fingerprint and let's look at your specific deficiencies to understand as opposed to blanket you, it could be your diet your your um drinking too much alcohol whatever it is but let's treat you as a personal everyone everyone is different and everyone you know you kind of need to look under the hood and make a complete assessment and and look at everything um, and and definitely doctors are not doing that. And so let's say just with cancer, how many uh, instances of of that I hear? Um, oh yeah, my my mother's has cancer oh, I can put you in touch with someone who's reversed their cancer, who's working with people. Oh, come on now. Juice can't reverse your cancer. Um, just just um, this is it. programming. <clears throat> and so yeah. many people that I hear now are like going down that uh, radiation um, chemo ra- route, which is like, I want to. It's poison. There's no way in hell I would ever succumb to that. And and even the notion. Well, it's too far gone. You need. You know. There's no. There's no choice. Um, It's a different. It's just different paradigms, and it's a different. It's 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 a belief system. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling there, but but the point is that every
0: yeah. Every situation
2: is different.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. No. I was allowing you to because. Uh yeah, I could very well jump in because you're you know you're talking my language and yeah. absolutely I'm so glad you're bringing that up because it is it it is something triggers whatever it is that we've got going on you know it was it's a cold something has triggered it and yes Western medicine typically do not look at where what the triggers are. Uh, and instead use some of those models that you're just speaking of that are actually toxic. And people, as I say, people don't really die from the cancer. It's the destruction. It's the manner in which the body gets destroyed. And uh, mm. after a while, it just cannot sustain itself. The, the, the individual it would just rather die at that point. They're so weakened. Um usually you hear that their heart failed or it'll be something else that happens. It's never really they go the cancer th- specifically, it's something that was triggered by that. Uh so yeah. yeah. And and
2: and I could um I mean I tease that all roads lead to B and I can tie anything to the bees um because they signify and symbolize so much. But but it's the same thing as like these uh, systemic pesticides, uh, neonicotinoids that I believe, well, we, many people believe are at the root of, of colony collapse, that it's these sublethal doses, and it's insidious because you can't say, oh, this is what, why the bees are dying. This is why you're sick. It's all, we're now living in this perfect storm, and if we go down this trajectory, um, honestly, 20 years from now, if you're 40 years old and you're in good health, you will be an anomaly. Um, The the trajectory is showing that there's more people with chronic illness than ever before, and it's almost like we've we've reached this gestation period that maybe kids, people of the 70s, that grew up with um, junk food, me being one of them, um, it's like it's reached a a period where it's almost like... people are getting dumber by the day and things are finally yep. catching up. Um Aaron Brockovich talks about these latency periods. Um because someone could be drinking tap water for 10 years without any symptoms and then boom, n- now they have cancer or or what what not. So it it seems like we've reached this period where there's more and more people busting out with with uh illness and of course western medicine is not taking into consideration the toxic body burden um in the in the equation and i've started studying functional medicine uh, i've done my first course in metabolomics metabolomics is the study of looking at the metabolites we have 5000 uh, of them and therefore, by doing a, a test, a panel, you can identify the specific deficiencies, and this ties into you know, every individual. Sure, there are patterns with chronic disease, but every person is an individual and um, has reached that, that perfect storm in, in a different manner. Um, so it's very important to take into all the details and toxic body burden, because if you distill it, there's, disease happens because of two things one the body is not getting the nutrients it needs whether it's because it's eating a crap diet or because there's you know leaky gut and it's not even assimilating the nutrients which happened with me and two the body is experiencing more toxins or more oxidative stress than it can keep up with and heal Um, so those two things you know very simply if you address them, can bring you back into health, it's a very simple way to look at whatever disease, whether you're dealing with cancer or lupus. Right, absolutely, because
0: when we say uh, disease, the body is really just out of balance. It's looking for homeostasis, and um, and again, it's a yes. domino effect inside of the body, which is what? The body is a chemical factory, uh, and it, it makes yes. its own hormones and everything, and People don't realize, yes, you put certain things in and the body's at a weakened state. It uh, it doesn't know what to do with what you've just put in, which is completely foreign to the chemistry, you know, of the body. Mm-hmm. So it starts to react. Um, And also the emotional aspect of it. Let's address that um also because that plays a a really major role and it just doesn't get examined like it should with western medicine well they don't examine anything
2: no. really but. <laughs> no I, I i think i got um well, I got introduced to klinghardt's five levels of healing and uh Dietrich Klinghardt and and to look at also when i'm doing consultations this is a little bit maybe harder to there was one woman I was who had very bad Epstein Barr virus and autoimmune, and she was throwing everything at the kitchen sink and not getting better. Until, you know, I told her, "Well, you're not really giving your body any support to detox. Like, it, you can take all the things you want, but if you have a chemical body burden, which just alone having this a viral load will will do to you, because this virus, Epstein Barr, poops toxins, uh, eats heavy metals. I mean." talk about sci-fi so Mm. you know in her case i saw that mm, she she was a little bit of a victim of course you're in pain and and you go through that phase i I certainly did uh but not taking any personal responsibility of how she's showing up in the world Uh, and so that you know that is included in the five levels of healing when you're looking at the emotional aspect um it's not what happens to you, but what you do with what happens to you. And so the mindset, the perspective um, is very important, and this is an opportunity to go deeper. My my illness, uh, I've grown tremendously. I mean, with all things uh, hardship, there's an opportunity to grow there if, if you choose.
0: No, I hear you. Um, I, I remember back in the 90s um, going through... I suddenly I had issues with my yeah, at the time lymph system, and mm-hmm. you know I kind of tend to not because I was always into obviously into health so I was always caring for myself and raise the children that way but but here I was and so what I ended up doing is um, I did speak with a, a naturopath at the time but i decided to educate myself on the lymphatic system mm-hmm. and i learned so much and it and and the thing is this as you know miriam is that it takes you into so many other areas so your situation happens you're you're in uh, in crisis health crisis but when you stop to learn more about your body and about, um, you know, what's going on with you, you end up discovering so much more that becomes so expansive, and that's that's what I've learned. So maybe it's like if you didn't have that happen, maybe you wouldn't have mm-hmm. dug in deep. And that's, you know, absolutely. So from, yeah. So it's it can be very very powerful. And and you're right. It's it's how we decide to uh interpret or or how we respond to what's going on with us um, i'm glad you said that as well because that's you know that ultimately is the key you can stress yourself out more um yeah by running around in the fear that's produced uh out there about whatever it is and is it so much about the the name of the disease the, the uh, disease yeah okay so you know what it is but what do you think? I think there's an investment that people have once they find out what it is, and then they kind of connect with the symptoms that are told to them um, and and sort of start, you know, almost, yes, expecting to have a lot of this, and then you become super invested in it. What do you say on that? What, what,
2: what do you mean? Say so the last part, and what do you mean become super invested?
0: Well, people become can become more invested in – what this disease oh, is supposed
2: to be. Yes, oh my goodness. Wow. But that, that ties into the victimization. Uh, like, I'll give you an example. I did an ebook that compiles um, some of the things I did to reverse the autoimmune, which took six years of trial and error. And I posted it, and one fibromyalgia um, victim <laughs> was like, there's no cure for fibromyalgia, and, and was just, so angry. Okay, honey, you just want to be sick. You just want to be a victim, and you know, use use that to your benefit. Okay, uh, but that's a self-limiting belief that you're choosing um, to, to to be so invested in. Like, there's no cure, and it and it it came across this as well. With you know, uh, we have on Honey Colony, my health and wellness uh, ma- magazine and marketplace. We sell. Um, Solutions, um, simply transformative solutions, and um, I, I see we we were we were um, cross pollinating with some other bloggers, and these are bloggers that are autoimmune uh, bloggers, and I assumed that they were kind of on the cutting edge, and um, found out that some of them are still eating gluten. What? Oh hello, one oh one, autoimmune. Like you know, I, I think maybe I kid with you, like, really? Who eats mm-hmm. gluten anymore? That's so nineteen ninety five. If but but it's like that's a number one thing. Um and there are people that still fight for their gluten, at least admit that this is you're just an addiction. Um to say, I mean, let's just break it down. What what it's an offering no nutritional benefits Uh, One slice of bread equates to two tablespoons of sugar. Do you really want to be eating sugar? Uh, Then it's sprayed with glyphosate, not to mention whatever else, uh, fungicides or herbicides or God knows what. Um, Grains are inflammatory. So uh, just to bring it to the point of that you come across these people who are supposed to be influencers, but they're perpetuating uh, misinformation and perpetuating victimization, where they cannot even fathom uh, healing. Um, so th- that's that's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, well, but I think it, when yeah, you I are diagnosed I... with an autoimmune, mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. told your body is attacking itself, and I remember leaving the hospital just how damaging that is because i believed it uh oh my goodness my own body is turning against itself then who can like i the, trust if i cannot right. trust my trust own body,
0: body. It's like you're at war like basically is what you're yeah. saying it's like you've got yeah. a war going on and and, and it is. it is it's so powerful what what they can say to someone and they take it as gospel because you're programmed to believe that. Yes, the doctor knows best, and mm-hmm. this is you know, if the doctor says this is what it is. The bo- doctor says you have six months to live. You've got six months to live. There's so many factors here, um, and it is a matter of people waking up to. Wait a second. These are just suggestions. These are um, there, there's there's some possibilities here, but do I have to? you know buy into this and i think some people do use um this these health crisis um as one a communication tool things that they can talk about um it's a story to keep telling whether you're telling it to yourself mm. or to other people so i've seen yeah what you've seen with that kind of investment and i think a person has to really get tired um of it to go okay i'm i'm done with that story now what what can i do you know, to to change it. Um, I think yeah.
2: I I would agree with you for for sure. I mean, I'm a a storyteller, and so even sharing that I had this accident, um, being mindful of it of it's a story. I mean, it's a definitely a turning point, and it's a massive accident. It's not like I fell on my bike and bruised my knee, uh, but ju- just to be mindful that we are we do tell stories, and that narrative we could become a prisoner to. Right, prisoner of the story. Um, or we could be using using it as negative sympathy that you can get, meaning use it to, to garner attention. There's a fine line, because I want to relay what factually happened to me, but I don't want to be a prisoner to my storyline. And I, so this brings up like the, a massive amount of responsibility I think to show up in the world with all that is going on, and be grounded and present and self-responsible—that um, it might be too much to ask anymore of a human being. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> again, I like to go back to to um, to the Matrix with. Um, Oh God! Is it Cipher where he says put me back in? I always love that line. I love when he says that. You know, he's like put me back in. I want to be, you know, rich. I want to be famous. I want to be because mm-hmm. the responsibility of knowing as much as you do that that it is a matrix and this is what's going on was just too much. After a while, it's like you know what? Screw it. Just, just put me back in. I don't want to remember anything. I don't want to remember that I understood this. <laughs> so, it's,
2: mm-hmm. so, I, I so, I so can relate. Uh, I so can relate. You know, um, I, the, the word, the Matrix. Uh, been using it a lot. I guess in the past six months of a, a further awakening of uh, and uh, ignorance is bliss, and it is easier to operate. Uh, you know, I look at. I spend part of my year in Greece, and even just uh, they smoke cigarettes like crazy there. They drink coffee like crazy now, to- Coffee that's definitely not organic. God knows what mold or pesticides it has. And and having multiple chemical sensitivity and being kind of like a bubble girl, and looking at like, you know, I wish I sometimes I could just be. You know, just it's it's a it's a it is a blissfulness, just kind of enjoying life as opposed to like being so difficult. I don't mean to be so difficult with with my food and environment.
0: Um, I hear you. The, I totally hear you. Yeah. I feel it. You know, Double-edged I sword. I the same. It is. It is. And and I do. I mean, I remember, like I think it might have been yesterday. I uh, even though it happens from time to time. I was out and I was watching this lady just enjoy her ice cream cone.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> she was enjoying her ice cream cone. And it's like, I've watched people there go, they could just get their ice cream cone and they're eating it. And yeah. I did like yeah. occasionally a good ice cream cone. Now there was a time, yeah. I think when I was a child, I do say that a lot was different then. When I was very little, of course, I, I lived in Jamaica, yeah. but. Um, and even coming here, uh, I think it's been a gradual build-up to the level of toxic and engineered food that we have, because certainly did not affect um, us. I didn't have allergies, not like not like yeah. now. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's a either. bit different. So I could have an ice cream cone because uh, the ingredients, it wasn't like a whole bunch of stuff that I couldn't you couldn't, you know, pronounce. It wasn't that crazy. Um so I think it's all gotten definitely uh you know very extreme. Yeah and and you do you do wish it yes you do miss that. So I have to admit yes it is kind of easier in one sense to not know but yet some of these people are in pain they are sick but they don't mm-hmm. know that what mm-hmm. they're eating is mm-hmm. actually making their situation worse.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, but let's say like uh I'm getting ready or or uh, want, want to leave again and um I think in the past since coming back from Greece in September, I have I've reached a, a, a different level of health that I haven't experienced in a long time. Um ozone has helped me a lot. Coffee enemas have helped me a lot and i'm 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 very concerned i want i don't want to be prisoner to my to this but i'm also like okay well if i go i can't control my environment so even getting on a plane knowing uh, all i know about aerotoxic syndrome um all i know about you know the the possibility of like oh i'm on a plane and and they might bust out um Poison um, pesticides while people are on the plane flying 30,000 feet up in the air. How cuckoo is this? Yeah. How cuckoo? And the 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 stewardesses are programmed. They don't know any better. They think that they're spraying in um, an innocuous, harmless, but it's a pyrethroid. So I, I just it's just of concern. I I don't want to be yeah. I want to be able yeah, to do what I want to do, but but uh, I'm not like everybody else.
0: Well, and I think you have to. You, you, the 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 fact is, you're owning that. You're knowing what those levels are. And for me, yes, I have to test um, and and live within you know moderation and still enjoy what I want to enjoy, but just the 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 best quality of what I I can get to create in terms of food anyway. To to create the same kind of whatever I want to eat without getting the, you know, the other stuff that makes my body feel like crap. And I think once you, once you felt like crap and you Mm -hmm. over a period of time and you reach a stage Mm -hmm. where you're feeling so much better because you Mm -hmm. had to change your lifestyle or diet or whatever, you so don't want to go back to feeling like crap.
2: Yeah. If I think of, the connective tissue, uh, horrible pain that I experienced because I was, after making the film, sprayed by pesticides on three different occasions, uh, then diagnosed with the autoimmune disorder. Um, So I was already kind of living a healthy lifestyle. It's only become more and more so, but the pain... Uh, I, I just yes, you can't take it for granted. Health is the most important thing, and I I don't want to endanger that. I, I also was exposed to mold on several occasions. Yeah, I'm just I I've become ironically an environmental indicator, like the honeybee, and I tell people that here we are ten years later since colony collapse disorder was first reported in the United States, not the rest of the world. And the message I have now is that we are the bees. So if you don't care about the bees for whatever reason it doesn't phase you, because I do talk to people and I can see they're kind of clueless, then how about the fact that we are the bees slowly being poisoned and that's not a conspiratorial comment. It's not. If you look at the water and the the food supply, the personal beauty products, the air, the earth, and the astounding amount of uh, chemicals, you will see this is fact. This is not... uh,
0: oh yes oh yes i was writing about this years back i used to have a magazine called sovereign mind magazine and um yes i was addressing some of this stuff before it got popular and that had to do with a lot of the engineering that was being done um at the time by monsanto to um to get the crop to what to repel um Mm. you know bugs and all of that and and at the time this years ago it's like the question was well, how is this impacting um the bee and so on and and then, in terms how is that impacting us now that they've you know you've they've interfered with the uh engineer- well the engineering of the of the genes of of that plant so it's you know it's just been a gradual thing and 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 also crossing um that cross engineering of uh, you know, maybe fish gene with potatoes or um yeah all of all of those things it's like why why would you need to do that i don't remember what the combinations were but they've you know they've cross crop with you know um, tomato
2: and tomato and salmon
0: yeah exactly and it's like okay so then we eat it and Mm then how does you know our broadie and in my film um amber roque mentions that she says what you know she says honestly I think it's changing our DNA because she had um, yeah. multiple yeah. sclerosis and healed herself many years ago. Uh, yeah. so, so she was talking, same same language you're talking, same language I'm talking, that it's changing um, our DNA, human DNA. So, yeah, really wild stuff, and then so now you have to look for food. I go to the farmers market, and I have growers that I really deal with. One grow in particular, it's you know all her stuff. It is heirloom. I can taste the difference with everything that she she has, and if she doesn't have it, it's because it's not in season. So mm. it's not that hard for. People think it's difficult. But once you get into a Well, it's not hard in
2: Amer- it's not hard in Los Angeles or California, where it's very uh spoiled, I believe. Probably I-, so. I wanna- Probably I mean w- when I tell people I'm in a small village of four hundred, um wow. all the food must be delicious. Yes wow. yes, you can go to a restaurant and, and, and the grandma is literally making the food and it's local and it's yummy on that, on that uh, level. However, uh, if I'm on a daily basis going to the little market, um, I, I had to uh, re- refer to the Clean 15. I looked up like a head of broccoli, and it can be contaminated with 13 different, e- either fungicides or besides um, insecticides, and. Let's make it very clear that what's happening in the United States with the squeezing out of the middle class is happening everywhere. And so in, in Europe there's these immense subsidies and it's, it's crazy because let's say in Greece they import for instance $10 million worth of tomatoes. Uh, Greece has no, FYI everybody, no issues growing tomatoes. They, they are tomato kings. This is just uh, the European Union playing a uh, uh, shuffle game uh, of encouraging farmers to do the exact same thing as happening here. Um, The farmers are incentivized given subsidies to grow the same crap, wheat, Genetically modified, oh, well, not GMO because Greece doesn't allow GMO, but but the same kind of uh, crops that don't necessarily have the nutrition. Um, so just bringing that to people's uh, awareness that. It's not like a for sure thing where you're getting organic produce. you have to go out of your way and you still have to be vigilant uh, when when in Athens there's an amazing organic health food store and it's expensive and it's looked upon this is there's an um a crisis economic crisis in greece and it's it's still looked upon as here that who gets to eat good food so in when you when you distill it all, us humans have to pay more money. To not get poisoned. Let's just put it that way. You have to pay more money, yeah. folks, to not get poisoned. Where food grown naturally, the way God, universe, whatever you want to call it, intended, does not have chemicals.
0: Yeah, I I know it's it, it's so insane that it's like why? But the, the, and then their conclusion generally is that they're wanting to to there to be enough food for everyone. Uh, that's why they are doing what they're doing, so that we can feed the world. Um, it's
2: it's also know. a fallacy. It's, it's, it's a fallacy oh. that we are not able to feed the world. It's just propaganda BS. We can feed the world. The reason why people are starving is an allocation, an issue with allocation. It has nothing to do with our inability to grow food. Um, that that it's a whole mindset. And so let's look at all these collapses, whether it's with the health system or the honeybees, as an opportunity for new paradigms to sprout forth, because these systems are archaic and they are no longer working, for sure.
0: Yeah, no, they're definitely no longer working. Well, okay, so let's um, make sure that we get into your uh, websites, Uh, Anything that you'd love people to find out about what you're doing on their blogs and so on?
2: Yes, I would love to. Thank you. I would love to invite people to check out HoneyColony.com. It's an online health and wellness magazine. We also have SimplyTransformative.com. Um, and we are empowering people to be their own best health advocate with substantial information. We we don't uh, publish, as I say, Cosmo fluffy BS. Um, we want to be cutting edge. We want to be sourced. We want to uh, give people information in an age where there's so much disinformation and misinformation. And then we offer simply transformative solutions to toxic mainstream products. So, for instance, everything we sell on the on the site is accompanied with education. So, for instance, whether it's a deodorant like Newsflash. Uh, deodorants cause cancer. They have crappy toxic ingredients. Same thing with, let's say, a sunscreen where you have to think, folks, why is it that with all the onslaught of sunscreens, cancer, uh, skin cancer rates have gone up while, in fact, the crap in the sunscreen is lending to your cancer rates so i I pride myself that that everything that we offer we we stand by a hundred and fifty percent we we believe in it we use we use the ingredients or the the products ourselves so it's a it's a kind of a lifestyle choice, and I focus me personally on uh people with autoimmune conditions reversing helping them reverse so um studying functional medicine more and uh, we've been around for 5 years and we've had definitely issues um being cutting edge let's say with just our CBD oil that has so many healing properties and and uh uh it's it's been a it's been a challenge um yeah in the world of the matrix
0: yes yes well i definitely want to thank you so much for all that we've shared um we have so much in common in the sense of yes Sonia. Um, yeah the journey um and all of that and uh yes the the uh information the blog the content I know is very rich. I know because of the article that I needed to write, but it's very rich, and she makes sure that uh, no, which is I'm, good. I'm 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 all about
2: details. I I will look at it later on today. I I'm very I'm very excited and and uh, to to showcase your movie and your and your amazing work. Um, and it's it's refreshing also to to speak with someone like yourself and to see the similarities coming to the same conclusions on our individual paths, especially when there's, and me personally, I can relate to people more, less and less so, because... um, yeah, because I am not I don't value the same things that they value. I'm not materialistic, um and and I, I, I tend to question things. So it's good to find a tribe of people who also want to be in service and, and to help empower others.
0: Yes, definitely. Thank you, thank you so much. And keep doing what you're doing. And uh I look too, forward so to nice. us yeah, us having another chat. Um maybe on um, maybe we'll we'll target something very specific. Now that um, the audience has a, a view of you and where you're coming from, um, we'll see what comes up. Thank sure, you. Thank
2: you. I, I appreciate yes. that. Let me know when it's out, yes, so it, we can. I uh, certainly will. Can share it, and then uh, I'll let you know when your story is out because we'll include it in our newsletter and on social, and uh, get the movie get the movie out there.
1: All
0: right. Thank you so much. And to thank my you, Sonia. Little- thank you to my listening audience thank you so much for listening to sonia unplugged and as always you know what i say live life to its fullest and question everything until next time see you then